standard issue for all women. All right, you bunch of smashers, Mickey Noonan here. Welcome to the Standard Issue Gigcast. In this episode, me and our Sarah Millican had a corking time with Connie Hook, Shazia Mirza, Rachel Paris and Lucy Mangan. Because who wouldn't? We talked about expandable foam, saucy adventures in mayonnaise, Trevor McDonald, being the face of sex toys and splinting your arse. This episode was recorded in front of a live audience at Leicester Square Theatre in London. We're also heading up to Edinburgh in August for a couple of in-conversations and a couple of stand-up gigs, and we've announced gigs in Harwich and Cheltenham, featuring Jess Fosterkue and Alison Inman and the Scummy Mummies and Sally Phillips, respectively. Ticket information is available from the Standard Issue section of Sarah's website, which you'll find at sarahmillican.co.uk forward slash standard hyphen issue. Little bit of admin, please remember to rate, review and subscribe to all of our podcasts on iTunes. And if you enjoy what we do, it really helps us if you can spread the joy. Maybe do a tweet, share us on Facebook, put a poster in your front window or like one of those for like lost cats and dogs in the local park. We're good with that. Just write a letter to your local MP or, you know, tell your mates. If you're interested in advertising with us, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at admin at standardissuemagazine.com. You can follow us at Standard Issue UK on Twitter and find us on Facebook and Instagram. Everything you hear is just our opinions. So, you know, don't get your pants in a dance. Enjoy the show. It was a bloody blast. Welcome to the Standard Issue podcast. Okay, so we tend to introduce ourselves with our name, what we do, and a random fact about ourselves. So, my name is Mickey Noonan, I am one quarter of the Standard Issue podcast, and in the event of a zombie apocalypse, my plan is to get eaten immediately. (laughs) I'm only going to slow you down, even the zombies. Save yourselves. Why? Why don't you want to run away? Because I just slow everyone down. (laughs) You're a runner, though. You run. You'd be really good at this. Have you ever seen me in a panic? (laughs) Mate, no. I'd heard about a zombie apocalypse. You have to cut your hair short so that you can't be grabbed. I'm fine with that. And you have to wear lycra. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll be eaten. What if, like, you've got your short hair, but you're not in the right gear and a zombie's coming in? Do you have to get changed? Yeah, yeah. Or just wear lycra from now on. Like a cat suit all the time. Are you not in lycra underneath? Yeah, that's why I'm sweating a lot. It's not because I'm fat. Fuck off. Thanks hey, if, for so, your... if zombies don't like thrush, we're quids in, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I am always protected. Can I change my plan now? <laughs> uh, shall we move along the line? Uh, yeah. So, uh, name Con- what you do and random fact about yourself. Uh, I'm Connie Huck. What do I do? Not, not a lot <laughs> these days. Um, no, I'm Connie Huck. I do uh, broadcasting and random things. Is that all right for what I do? A random fact. Oh, jeez. Okay, a random fact. Uh, uh, earlier this week, I had to go through the kitchen bin... Uh, to find my wedding rings. There you go. Why had you thrown them in there? 
Well, I hadn't. <laughs> I hadn't, as it turned out. They were missing. In fact, even my husband doesn't know this. But anyway, um, uh, oh, so, um, Safe space. they Safe were space. missing. <laughs> and uh, to cut a long story short, I had looked everywhere else. So I just tried the kitchen bin. But I, I did find them eventually, which is a, a long story. Not in the kitchen bin. But that was the random fact that came into my head. Where so were they? That's why I've started divulging this weird yeah. half story where I haven't said the whole. <laughs> two, but anyway. Two things. That's Rachel says, where were they? And the other thing is, I like that you have plural. Like, you already had a backup, but you'd thought that one as well. <laughs> Just lost both of them. Where did you find them? Um, they were in a zip-up pocket of, of the top that I was wearing. OK, so the thing was... Who had you taken them off for? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, basically, earlier... Well, a wee, I hadn't noticed that I didn't have my rings on for a whole week. Right, but I that's a really bad sign, Connie. I know, <laughs> but okay. So what happened was, in fact, okay, on the Monday, I was out at uh, eating food at lunchtime, and then I looked down at my hand, and my rings weren't there. And I was like, "Where are my rings? Oh my gosh, I don't. I have no idea where my rings are." And so then I thought I'd been filming this thing on the Saturday, but I'd also been in a panic about something else. So while I was getting ready, I was on the phone panicking about something else, and. Uh, this is in hair and makeup, and the person was sort of costume fitting me, put me in this costume, and I convinced myself they must have slipped my rings off because sometimes they do that and put them in a bag. Uh, and they're very rich, these people. Yeah. 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 Nice. And I hadn't noticed because I was <laughs> flustered about something else on the phone. I'm taking a long time just to tell a random fact. No, we're all it's in gone this. Off on Don't stop I now. go off on tangents. <laughs> You'll be so sorry that I'm here because I go off on such tangents. But anyway, so then I was like, oh no, I was I was only filming a small part for this thing and I don't know who, you know, I don't want to ring the production coordinator. As it was, I left my phone there and already annoyed them when I had to go back and going, oh, I'm really sorry I've left my phone there. Anyway, um, so I thought I need to check everywhere else first before I then bother them for the rings, which they might not even have. This is such a long shot. Can we have a full list, please? I couldn't, <laughs> <know>. Well, <laughs> to cut a long story short, I'd been to something a week earlier where someone had taken a photo and I, I knew that that day we'd had builders in and I'd, my hands were all mucky because they'd been putting this expandable foam in this thing and it had gone <laughs> over the edge. It's so boring. And I'd wiped off and it went all over my ring finger. Anyway, so I remember that I had taken my rings I off I think this then. is too safe a space. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, anyway. you know how Phil Collins divorced his wife by fax? <laughs> this is just an elaborate podcast ditching. Um, this will never make it in the cut, so I don't know why still I'm still telling you this. We still don't know who she's been having an affair with, that's why, yeah. <laughs> I know, it, I do feel like I'm having an affair now, just by how I'm saying this story. It feels yeah. like I'm covering up for this affair that I am not having. Um, anyway, no, if you were having an affair, have you'd an have an a much slicker line. <laughs> <laughs> this is, yeah, that's tried to plan it all out by now. Anyway, so I, I had to do this detective work. The person that had taken a photo a week earlier saw that I had no rings, on my fingers, so I knew I haven't had them for a whole week. So it must have been when that expandable phone thing happened. I put them on the window. That's the detail I'm not getting on board with. <laughs> the, it's yeah. too late. We have to carry on. I know. I feel like, why did I embark on that fact now? Anyway. We all, we all so, do. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you do. So, yeah, to cut a long story short, I had to search absolutely everywhere. I still didn't find them at the time. Not the kitchen bin, anything. We had a recessed windowsill that I'd put them on. Couldn't have gone anywhere. Couldn't have gone down the sink. Couldn't fit. Anyway. And Is so, it embedded in the expanded foam? 
No, I checked though. I had to. I, I had to undo the expanded phone that the builder put in. Normally, the my anxiety only kicks in when shit happens to me, but it's currently <laughs> it's currently kicking in for I you. Know. This is I can so understand because anyway, I found it a few days later in the top in the zip up thing. I was ready to buy and replace the rings, but anyway. <laughs> so you. there you go. I've I've finished. <laughs> You've been such a great audience. We've run out of time. Thanks very much, everybody. Good night. <laughs> That's what you call a tight 20. <laughs> I'm not Connie Huck um, or Malala or anyone else. Um, I'm Shazia Mirza and uh, I'm a comedian. And um, a random fact is I found these shoes uh, on the street you know those clothes that people leave behind on the street? Shoes and odd things. Mm -hmm. I found these outside someone's house in Hackney. Um, There's not normally a pair, though. <laughs> it's like someone spontaneously combusted. a pair and a box with them. And when no one was looking, I just put them in my bag. <laughs> Did you check to see if they were the right size? I, I just took them. I just took them and put them in my bag. And I, I got really worried afterwards because I thought, what if somebody just popped inside the house to get something and they've left the shoes outside <laughs> and they've come out and they've seen me steal them and run down the street with them. So I just legged it. I legged it. And I've worn them here tonight. They, they're great. I and mean, they, is, this, they're not yours, but they're, they're not, great. Well, they are now because <laughs> I, I got them, didn't I? So they're mine now, aren't they? I'm a bit small, worried about my legal point. <laughs> no. Um, they, they are mine now. Are they? Yes. Do yeah, they yeah. fit exactly right? No, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't think that's important <laughs> because you know, like when you're on, a, you know, when you're on a TV show or something, you're not walking, are you? You're just sitting there, so it doesn't really matter if they don't really fit. <laughs> are they too big or too small? They're way too small, and I don't know, <laughs> and I don't actually know. How I'm going to get them off. <laughs> But it's like pants, you know. You don't always get the right size or bras. You just stick into it, don't you? You get into it and it does the job. <laughs> did, you, did you come in other shoes and change into them just for the sitting? Bit? No, I, I had to use some pliers and things like that to put them on in the house. You know those things that you use to put the shoe in? Shoe the horn. Shoe horn. Shoe horn. Yeah. Pliers. Um, <laughs> I'd like to see your fucking toolkit. I'd like to see your fucking feet. I don't need a man. <laughs> I don't need a man. I've got all the tools. Um, so, yeah, I've used all that to get them in, and I'll probably use the same to get out. That's a, a random fact. Thanks. <laughs> Lucy? Uh, hi, I'm Lucy Mangan, a columnist for Stylist, writer for The Guardian and other places. Um, uh, I have no sense of smell and a broken coccyx. Oh, are they related? Oh, oh, I keep it. They like keep it. You know. Are they related? No. No. I've had one all my life, the smell thing, uh, and the coccyx ever since I gave birth seven years ago. Ooh. Yeah. Did it, I thought it came out the front. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got a story longer than Connie's, right? <laughs> Does it involve expandable foam? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, <laughs> I wish. The next one, I'm definitely having expandable foam. Uh, I really love no, the audience's um, reaction. That when to... you first said them, they went, ooh, like there were prizes you could win. And then when you said it was after having a baby, they're like, ooh. <laughs> no prizes here, ladies. Uh, but to answer your question briefly, Sarah, um, comes out the middle. Um, and what they tell you... I'm not 
quite sure I know which hall that is. Remember we were talking about moon cups before we came oh, on? Oh, yeah. And how wrong they were? Yeah. Well, there's something even wronger. Okay, and it's a baby. <laughs> and what they tell you when you go to your NCT classes and hippy-dippy shit um, is that it's be fine, you can have a totally natural birth because, because the coccyx, the little, which your tailbone, um, when the baby's coming out, uh, the coccyx bends slightly. To, and they give you the impression it's the fucking cat flap, right? <laughs> it's not. It's not. And if your baby's got a big head or a coney head like mine had, when it comes out with the Von Tues, uh, the coccyx goes too far and, of course, it breaks like that. And you can't put it in a splint because how are you going to splint your ass? Um, so you spend the next three years like this and gradually, gradually, over the next sort of four after that, you get to sitting almost... I'm not sitting... You can't tell anymore, but I... You're selling it out pretty um, well. Thank you very much. Apparently, we could have got you a lobarine cushion. Nothing helps. Nothing. Trust me, nothing helps. Antidepressants help. <laughs> Beyond that. <laughs> Beyond that. <laughs> thank you, Lucy. Rachel. My pleasure. I'm Rachel Paris. I'm uh, a comedian and actor. And uh, I'm going to go with the fact that I was telling you earlier mm. about my worry about things um, that I'm forgetting. Um, earlier today, in fact, um, I forgot the word door. <laughs> <laughs> Specific, to be fair to me, the, what, the car door, the word for car door. And I was, because I nearly took, so I was getting out of um, a cab. <laughs> what? No big deal. And <laughs> um, <laughs> someone... <laughs> Just an, just an Uber, just an Uber, just an Uber. And uh, I was getting in my cab and I nearly um, killed someone with, uh, that's not the story I want to tell, but um, they nearly banged into it and I was just sort of commenting to my boyfriend like, oh, you know, I nearly took that person out with the, um, the, uh, the old, the, uh, the lid. <laughs> well, the lid. And I knew it was wrong, as I, I knew it was wrong, but I couldn't remember car, car door. Even now I'm saying it, it sounds like not the right word. <laughs> It is. That's what we it say, is. is it? Car door. Yeah. It feels like there should be a different word for that. Anyway, I'm fine. It's not lid. It's not lid. <laughs> it's not lid. It's not, it's not lid. lid, after all. No. <laughs> Maybe it should be. I, uh, I am Sarah Millican. I'm a comedian and uh, part of Standard Issue. Hello. I love and that you look for approval. Yeah, all right. You know, <laughs> can I be part of you, please? Oh, okay. You can be Thanks. part of me. This oh, is a no, different question. That's it, yeah. That's but yes. Special. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, and a random fact... Um, I can't seem to sit through the second half of things in the last... Oh, that's good news. <laughs> well, not only if there's an interval. Oh, right, If okay. there's time for me to change my mind, then I change my mind. Is there an interval tonight? No. Great. That's, we have to not have an interval so I can stay. Um, I've now, I think, four, four shows, like musicals, I've walked out of an improv show and two plays... And what I do is I look to my husband and I say, cigarette, which is our code for, this is shit. Because <laughs> neither of us have ever smoking. Uh, smoking? That's not a word. <laughs> neither of us have ever smoked a lid. Uh, uh, <laughs> and we disappear into the night, uh, find a nice <laughs> restaurant and Google the second half. And it's a much better way to live your life to go, I'm not sitting through another half of this shite. Um, but oh, I would you can have that lovely time, like, slagging off what you've just seen. Yeah. Oh, it's nothing just Googling more it and realizing slagging off theatre. <laughs> we're just Googling it. it and realising it was shit and we were right to leave and now we're having steak. 
So, yeah, I'm slightly worried about myself, though, because it's, it's now, it's, it slightly turns me on to leave in an interval. <laughs> I'm a bit worried that I'll never finish anything ever. I think it's better to leave, though, than to fall asleep and start snoring really loudly. Mm. Yes, that's you a good know, point. Which is what I do. <laughs> Are you a loud snorer? Oh, really loud, yeah. I mean, everybody starts leaving then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spoil it for everyone. <laughs> I'm going to start with Connie. Oh, no. I'm so sorry, Brace yourselves, kids. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Apologies in advance. (laughs) What brings you joy? Oh, it's so cliched. My kids. That's so cliched, isn't it? They bring everyone joy. uh, My kids don't bring everyone joy. Do they they bring you joy, Mickey? (laughs) I wasn't supposed to say so, but yeah. (laughs) Have you ever met them? No. That's why they bring you joy. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't... Yeah, my kids really do bring me joy. It's so cliched and it's so not the answer I wanted to give you. And then I opened my mouth and then I'd said, my kids, and now I have to think of some fun anecdotes to back that up that's short and succinct. (laughs) But um, you know what? Just stick with your skill set, don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, I've sort of been full-time mumming since I had my first um, child that has now turned six. And as of the end of last year... Um, my second child has gone into nursery between the hours of nine and three. So I've sort of got a bit of sanity time back. So now I can proudly say that my kids bring me joy. And, <laughs> and, and, and you know, it's opened up a whole new world of not just sort of having Peppa Pig in my head the whole time or annoying CBBS theme music and Justin's house and stuff. So, yeah, my kids bring me joy now that I'm not with them 24-7. God, imagine <laughs> if they'd still been around, how long it would have taken you to find your rings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is very true. Shazia, what brings you joy? Well, I don't have any kids. Well, not that I know of. And um, <laughs> the thing is, um, what brings me joy? Sitting in bed at 3 o'clock in the morning eating chips and mayonnaise. Oh, oh fucking love it. Um <laughs> Oh, you know when you come back from a gig and you just don't want anybody around and you hate everyone and the gig's been shit. And, um, <laughs> and you just sit there and you just get things out of the fridge and stuff your face on it and use your greasy fingers all over the internet and just <laughs> finger yourself and have a really good time. <laughs> By yourself. With mayonnaise fingers. <laughs> yeah. Is that, so that's what you do when the gig's gone wrong? What do you do when the gig's gone wrong? No, that's when it goes right. That, oh. that's, no, I, do you know what? I do that quite a lot. I like to be by myself in bed, by myself, fingering myself, having <laughs> chips, mayonnaise, and just being by myself and having a good time. People just piss me off. <laughs> and sometimes you like to just indulge by yeah, yourself yeah. and be by yourself and just do th- eat late, late at night by yourself. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm. Lucy? Well, that's mine as well, really. Not fingering myself, although, you know, it's fine. Uh, as long as I avoid my coccyx, it's fine. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I like to be by myself, read and drink. I'm doing those three things. I'm, I couldn't be happy. I've had three days of it because my husband's been away and I got rid of the child to his grandparents. I've had three days. I haven't spoken till now. It's been brilliant. What, uh, how, many, how much alcohol can you have before you, the reading isn't happening anymore? I don't know. I just, <laughs> we just sort of drift down oh. together. Fine, just, just a ta- gradual tailing off. But yeah, I suppose half a bottle, and then I'm like, oh, I'll go to bed and Whiskey. read now. Yeah. <laughs> Wine. <laughs> Any of the above. All of the above. 
Thank you. Rachel, what brings you joy? Well, this. Uh, <laughs> let the listeners know I'm drinking some wine. I'll put it down. Um, so uh, I'm, I don't want to copy, but um, I also really like time by myself. I think when uh, you're a comedian, you know, you're obviously like always out, always meeting like so many people every night, all the time being on. And so I really value quiet time so I'm really I really indulge in being as boring as possible when I'm on my own <laughs> I love reading novels and having baths for like up to two hours if possible you know and you know it's gone bad when like you're replenishing the hot water <laughs> so you can stay in it like hmm. as long for so so long until my flatmate gets really upset um what else brings me just you've got to take the skin off as well of yes. The water. yeah yes yeah <laughs> Is that, not, is that not a thing? Okay. They're just feigning disgust. They know. <laughs> they know. That's what having a bath is. Um, and um, playing the piano, doing music, like singing and playing the piano, which I know I also do. I do that, like, for my job, but then I sort of sing and play different stuff at home, sort of singing and playing a bit of, like, pop and jazz and stuff like that. Try, definitely not nothing funny <laughs> at all. Not being funny at home is my favourite thing. <laughs> And on stage, often. (laughs) Now. (laughs) Sometimes when I spend time with my sister, she'll say, don't worry, you don't have to be funny at all today. And it's so lovely. It's so nice. Thanks. I mean, I wasn't going to be anyway, but thanks for the permission. (laughs) Um, I think what brings me joy is stationery. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely nothing else. I've done a lot of the things that you guys have listed. I don't have kids. I've done the... Well, I've not used the mayonnaise in that way but um <laughs> i don't drink but i do like to read i can't play the piano i've done a few of these things but i nothing beats like a new pad and pen <laughs> oh that's I a was, very good choice that's a very yeah. good choice i was on holiday recently and my husband said uh why don't you go to a different stationery shop every day and i was like i knew i married you for a reason <laughs> the best present ever so I went to a different stationery shop every day and I like fanned everything out that I bought the pads and pens and took a photo and yeah it's a real addiction I bet I bet you like a gift shop because they've got a good selection of stationery yeah but they don't put enough thought into the no they're a bit hit and miss yeah Yeah. and often the pens have just got a thing written on them but they're not a good quality pen so no I I dismiss that Well, I've been put in my place. <laughs> and so have the novelty rubbers of gift shops. <laughs> I don't do rubbers because I don't do pencils. Because I haven't got time for pencils. <laughs> pencils are for people who are too wishy-washy, I think. Pencils are like, oh, should I write it down or should I not write it? Just fucking write it down! <laughs> uh, even when I pencil things in my diary, so, you know, if something's not confirmed, I write it in pen, but I write the word pencil <laughs> with, a, with a question mark beside it. And then I cross out the question mark when it's confirmed. It's an unusual system, but it means I don't have to have a pencil. Because they're shit. Sorry, I got a bit carried away. <laughs> I think I'm the opposite of you guys, because I work from home on my own. I like My mates bring me joy, because they're a funny bunch of fuckers. But also, I get like proper stir-crazy desert island, I greet the postman like a long-lost mate, just running up the path going, anything for me? Please talk to me. <laughs> no, these are clean pyjamas. <laughs> so yeah, my mates are definitely what bring me joy. Oh, that's nice. Uh, I'm going to 
ask you guys, what is the best and worst thing about your work and life? Let's start with Rachel. Oh, um, <laughs> oh I shouldn't have thought this through, but I couldn't because I didn't know what you were going to say. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the, worst, the worst thing, I think, um, is the travel. Mm. Uh, it didn't used to be. I didn't used to dislike it as much. I also didn't used to travel as much. Um, but I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan. I think I always loved when I was in my 20s to think of myself as a very adventurous spontaneous person who loved voyages and what, what who am I Francis Drake but like um that kind of person and I'm I'm not at all I'm, I'm a real homebody it, it transpires do you drive I'm, I don't drive so I'm getting trained is it because you can't figure lot. out the lids <laughs> <laughs> Probably <laughs> on some level. On a train, somebody else shuts the lid for yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> makes sense. Do you know those lids open from outside now? And if you're oh. a short ass, you can't do it. You're trapped oh. in the train till some. Oh, the bit where you have to, to lean yeah. out the window. Yeah, and I can't do it. Which does seem quite old-fashioned for these days, doesn't it? But it's new. To... But it came in sort of overnight. Sorry, I've noticed because I'm doing book tour stuff, and. Um, yeah. Since I last left the house, it's all changed. And the, resp- the responsibility of being that person who yeah, has to go I'm not doing it. And my whole life's been a flight from responsibility. I'm not starting on the <laughs> 12.40 to Scarborough. There are some trains in... Uh, the train I was on in Wales, where they, they told me as I got on that you yeah, have that was to a steam the, train. Though, you have to tell the driver or, or the conductor which stop you want to get off at, otherwise they just go straight through that station. What? Oh, my God. My IBS went fucking mental. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't even shut the toilet lid. Uh... Is that a thing? (laughs) Or was it... Yeah, it was in Wales, and they said, and it was only, I mean, I don't know if it's changed now, but it was only sort of five, ten years ago, and they said, uh, you've got, so as he came along to check my ticket, I was like, check my stop, I want to get off there, and he was like, okay, noted, because otherwise it just goes straight through. Because I used to get, like, you know when you ping the bus before you're, I used to get really nervous, I wouldn't ping it on time, or I'd miss the train, that's even worse, you can't, like, walk back a stop, that's hideous. (laughs) Tell you to shout, driver, driver, stop, let me do all the Oh, to see you two on one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> what are those things called? Does anyone, do they have a name? Those weird uh, 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 hoppers. The hopper. Are they called a hopper? Is it? Does Good anybody knowledge. know? The, the like cartoon, like carry on thing. Anybody know what they're called? Do you know no. what we're even Nobody talking about? Nobody in the whole like that thing in like, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Where yeah, they're going yeah, along yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great on a space podcast, hopper. isn't it? Was it <laughs> space Hopper? Was it a Space Hopper? Oh, no. <laughs> no. 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 So that's the worst thing. What is the best thing about your oh, work and um, life, Rachel? The best thing um, is, I, I suppose, this is a bit vague, but the variety, uh, the fact that I get to one night be doing like stand-up in front of people and... Um, but well, another night, no people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've all had those shows. Yeah. <laughs> but like, because I do, I do like a bit of music, and you know, a, a bit of uh, more presenting type stuff. And even within stand up, you know, the gigs are so so varied. Mm. Um, and I get to like write songs and write stand up and write stuff occasionally. So I, I really appreciate the variety. I think people but also I think that's all I know how to do I'm sort of like the jack of all trades is like what I know how to do if I was asked to excel at any of them (laughs) that would be trouble but um I think I I sort of thrive on that I love that nice Lucy best and worst things about your work and life 
worst thing is not having any kind of, you know, sick pay or, or maternity pay. Uh, coccyx uh, pay. Coccyx pay. Um, <laughs> any of that. It leaves you a bit exposed if anything goes wrong. But the best thing is um, that when the money does come in, it's all yours. <laughs> if you're self-employed, you get the just... It still thrills me to this day, sort of 15 years on, that I have written so many words and it's resulted in this going into my bank after, you know, only 17 phone calls to the, the people who owe it to me. <laughs> um, You're so lucky. It just, it just never, such a blessing. Thank you so much. Um, and it just never fails to thrill me that something that you've just stood alone and done. Because um, I, I used to work, used to be a, a trainee lawyer in the city and then I qualified on the Tuesday, left on the Friday. And went to work for it. I've got a Saturday job in Waterstones instead because it was fucking terrible. Um, it was boring yet difficult, which I thought was oh, an unfair combination. combination. <laughs> yeah. I was like, one I'll put up with, but no. Um, so, yeah, still just to get, you know, work, money, fair day's work for a fair day's pay is still thrills me to the marrow. Nice. Shazia? Uh, well, I mean, stand-up is great, really. I mean, it is great. I used to be a teacher before I was a stand-up. And, you know, the kids, they hated me, I hated them. And um, it was a fucking rough school. And we used to sit, you know, like, in the, they'd sit in the class and they'd go, God, miss, this is shit. This is shit. This is so boring. When is it going to end? And then they'd lock me in the broom cupboard. And no one has ever stood up in one of my gigs and gone, God, this is shit. When is it going to end? And then lock me in a broom cupboard. So I just think this is so much better than teaching in an East End comprehensive. No one's tried to stab me after 20 minutes. It's... It's really great, and it's really great fun. But the worst thing is, I suppose, like, my parents, they don't understand what I do. People don't understand what I do. Like, my parents have never come to see me perform. They still think I'm teaching. And, um, um, do they still think you're in the cupboard? <laughs> I bet they wish I was. Uh, they, um, and, you know, I think that they just see everything, the outcome as being, oh, when are you going to get married? That's the outcome. When you're gonna, like, I did the island with Bear Grylls. We were starving in the jungle. I came out and my mum went, did you meet anyone? <laughs> I, as though that's the outcome of everything. I, went, I did a gig in Paris. Did you meet anyone? Yeah. It's like, that is, that's all they want, is that mm. they see that as success rather than, oh, I'm really enjoying my job and I really enjoy it and I like it. Mm. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I don't give a shit. <laughs> All the jokes are about them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making loads of money out of them and they don't even know. <laughs> and I'm not giving them any of it, so win. <laughs> Connie? Um, the best thing, I think, is being freelance or sort of, you can sort of be your own, well, you are your own boss to some extent. And stuff like if you have kids or something, you don't feel like you're being left behind. You can sort of dictate your own hours a bit. Um, and like you said, the variety. Um, I, you know, especially since sort of mumming, it's really weird. I'm doing lots of sort of corporates. And so I'm sort of seeing weird and wonderful worlds that I've never seen before. Like, I don't know, if you're doing the, I don't know, annual chartered, accountants conference or something like that yeah, they know how I mean, to party it doesn't sound thrilling does it it's not but, weird or wonderful well that's the weird thing it's kind of there's so much comedy in that stuff it's because i've not i've not sort of 
ever done like been in that world before it's quite interesting I've never really had an office job and it's you know just I know it sounds a bit silly but like chatting to people and learning about their office politics and like you know I don't know it's I find it really interesting in different so many different walks of life so I don't know one minute that's I'm with such engineers a nice person. I put a gun in my mouth if they came out <laughs> but that's the thing you only do it for like a an evening or a day or whatever so you can dip in and out of lots of different Different places. What? what say that again? Sorry, it's a lifetime. I couldn't do it for a, a half day, a day, half a day. You get paid. <laughs> yeah, but I like, I like, I like variety. I think I'm one of these people that gets quite bored easily, and so I just like doing lots of different things. So then one day you're doing some random weird voiceover, and then another because I'm always doing sort of little bitty things. What since I've been doing mumming, um, because at first I was like, I'm going to do both. I'm going to be a super mum and I'm going to work. And I remember I did a show for Sky where. Literally, I, I said, oh, no, no, I can't overnight. I've just, I've, I've got a young baby. And it was one of those sort of reality show things where um, it was called King of the Nerds and basically sort of like the apprentice or, I don't know, next top model or one of those where everyone lives in a house together. And I was like, um, it was in Chelmsford. And so you have group challenges between the groups and um, then one gets eliminated and then I rap for the day and then they film Actuality, which is everyone in the house. And I can remember we'd be filming and I knew that if I got on the A406 at four o'clock, that it would save two hours off my journey time and my boobs wouldn't be exploding with milk because I, ha I hadn't expressed since I got in in the morning. And so I'd literally go, oh, I think we've got that in the can. I think we can rap now. It's just like willing the day to end so I could get in the car and then shave that two hours off my journey. Then I'd go back home like pumping all the milk out of my boobs <laughs> putting the bottles in the fridge you know checking on the kids everything's okay they're still alive you know because you're worried you're always on the clock and then go to see and mentally I, because I was commuting to Chelmsford I'd have to get up before the baby which is unheard of we wake <laughs> up at five every day to get in the car to go there you know having expressed at 5am uh, 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 with the stupid machine and it's groaning noise and I quite quickly realized that I'm doing everything badly I'm being a terrible mum and then I go to her and I'm like oh I think we can rap now I think we can rap now and everyone's like mm, she's so annoying you know so actually um on the other hand look at her boobs yeah <laughs> <laughs> as they're like <laughs> uh, tingling and <laughs> ready to explain. It's so painful. I swear they were smaller this morning. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> baffled. Them. Are they vibrating? <laughs> um, so yeah. Um, so you, that whole new world of sort of corporates and voiceovers and weird itty bitty stuff. And I do a podcast for Penguin. I quite like all that variety um, and the fact that you can sort of pick and choose a bit and not feel like you're being left behind. A lot of mums feel like they're being left behind as people are getting promoted and they've taken time out. So that's that's kind of good, um, the whole freelance nature, the variety. As for bad, I think, I remember after actually finishing on Blue Peter, that loads of the people that I'd been working with were doing this thing on ITV, Bingo Night Live, um, which was like on from something like, I don't know, 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. in the morning. And, and um, so I knew all the people that were sort of in the gallery, like the director and everything, and like loads of the crew, because someone had, I don't know, gigged this, thing up with people that we were working with at the time and they were like oh come and present and I was thinking that would be really fun because you just pull out the numbers number 64 or whatever and then you just talk about expandable foam and your builder and going to the supermarket <laughs> and you know and I'm quite good at blithering on you about know you're everything not there now, don't you? <laughs> yeah. 
number. Oh, yeah, sorry, I'm not there now. You're right. Um, but the thing is, because it's quite a transparent job, my agent was like, no, you can't do Bingo Night Live. It, it looks like you're desperate. You can't do Bingo Night Live. It's really tacky. And I was like, but I really want to do it. It'll be really fun. And all my friends are doing it. And the money's good. And it's on at 2 a.m. No one will see it anyway. And that's the annoying thing. Things are quite transparent. So, you know, you can't just do any old thing and not necessarily be judged on it. Or like, oh, she's doing an advert for that. What a sellout. Or, you know, so whereas if you're an accountant and you're doing the accounts of such and such disreputable firm or whatever no one knows you can sort mm. of do so i think it's the very visible everything you yeah. do is very visible anonymity to office work yeah 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 i finished <laughs> 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 but you're right i think what like the crux of it is that what you're saying about like the adverts and bingo and all that kind of mm. thing is that there's always um for right or wrong like people uh, you get very judged yeah totally um, judged for everything uh, every yeah. decision so and i'd, I'd love to do topless darts but i <laughs> i just i don't want to be judged for it <laughs> i bought a pen knife the other day um <laughs> and the men in the shop who showed me where the i couldn't find them if i could have found the pen knives then i, I maybe i wouldn't have this Great story. <laughs> um, couldn't find them. Asked a man in the shop who worked there and he showed me where the pen knives were. And then as I was choosing whether to buy a really big one or a really small one, um, one of the members of staff came over and said, are you Sarah Millican? And I said, oh God, yes. And then it went round the whole shop and they all knew that I bought a knife and, <laughs> and, and I clearly don't fucking camp. <laughs> also they're gonna they're gonna now tell the story that when asked what your name was if said, you're, you went oh god yes <laughs> <laughs> which i think is a great <laughs> reputation to have and i the reason i bought it is because i often have a sore throat and i have to <laughs> that's not the end of the i don't cut my throat out when it's sore i don't suck a knife to make my throat better I regularly have to have honey and lemon and ginger and things, mm. and I was carrying a kitchen knife around with me. It might just like loosen my handbag, which I'm pretty sure is illegal. So now I've got a pen knife, which is definitely legal, but there's a branch of uh, Black's Leisure that now know, and now obviously all you know, and I've just told the podcast. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I, I know what you mean about being visible. I would have liked to have secretly bought a knife. <laughs> Just once, guys. Fuck's yeah. sake. I feel like that whenever I want to buy weapons, I just... <laughs> uh, if only I looked different. Uh, <laughs> have, you not, have you not heard of the internet? But I didn't... I, di I didn't... <laughs> so I, I have heard of the internet. Good. Um, but I wanted to have a heavy. You can't have a heavy on the internet. You can't go, well, that's a good knife. Mm. <laughs> so yeah. the internet, Sorry. even the internet, though, like, you know, your net... <laughs> People are like, what are you buying? So, <laughs> like, your name's still on it. Oh, and yeah. I got um, approached... So I did um, Bath Comedy Festival this year, which this year was sponsored by Love Honey, the, I'm going to say, sex website. Um, and they uh, came to greet me after I did a show um, at the festival, and um, they gave me a goodie bag. Great, lovely, uh, bag of dildos. And... Um, <laughs> No, which I accept very gratefully. Any mayonnaise or no, um, pass it along? <laughs> make their own special sauce. So um, oh. they... No, no, I'm, I'm quite naive in some ways. There was a little candle in there. Um, <laughs> we, we, we're sort of going through, like, oh, there's that, I know what that is. And then there was the candle. I was like, oh, that's quite, quite old-fashioned. There's just, like, a nice vanilla candle, you know, 
for a nice smell when you're having sex. <laughs> That's not what it's for. It's for dripping on each other. And I was like, oh, mm, um, okay. <laughs> no, um, to Madonna. But um, anyway, so, so this, this um, lady said, we want to talk to you about representing Love Honey, being like a public figurehead for Love Honey. And I was like, why? Me, what? And she said, we think you'd be the perfect person to normalise sex toys. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a compliment or not. I know. I was like, what do you mean normalise? I think you mean glamorise. <laughs> would you also would you be the face of or somewhere else of? I didn't ask, but I wish I, ha- I will now. But that's the thing. I thought, like, you know, no matter how sex positive you are, like, you have to think about the judgments that you would get and like just the things like already like on Twitter, the things that people say if you're a woman in public already. If you were like the figurehead of, for example, Love Honey, like the things that people would say to you. And I know you shouldn't care, but you just have that extra thing of like the judgment thing is just always at the back of your head. Mm. Just it's like Rachel Parrish. As well. Did you see Rachel Parrish? She said that you drip the wax on the man <laughs> flap. <laughs> <laughs> but it smells like vanilla. It's lovely. Vicky <laughs> uh, Noonan, do you what, what best and worst thing about um, your... Best thing about my working life is the postman. <laughs> worst thing is the judgment <laughs> from you? the postman from the postman I know he doesn't care how clean my pyjamas are <laughs> what but, about you um, uh, the, the worst thing is probably like you were saying the travel mm. um, I can drive because I know about the doors well done <laughs> thanks uh, and the best thing is just that I get to do what I love and it's a job and it shouldn't be but it is and I can buy as many pads and pens as I want. <laughs> and nobody judges me. And if they do, fuck them. Um, yeah, I, I, I genuinely adore what I do for a living. And I didn't, I had loads of jobs and I didn't even really like any of them until I turned 29 and got on stage and thought, ah, oh, this is what I like. And the fact that it's my job and I get to do it sort of pretty much every day is, is awesome. Rachel, if you could do any other job to what you do, what would it be? Um, I, I have sort of done some, I don't know if that's cheating, like already that I think I would still like to do, which is music teaching. Um, so like sort of choir leading and music arranging and like anything to do with like musical direction, that kind of thing. I know it's sort of cheating because that is part of like what I've done for years. I only really gave up piano teaching like, two months ago (laughs) I've done it I've done like that since I was 16 but I love it so I would in a way I would just do more of that if it was something really out there um your your eyes your the the listeners at home Mickey Noonan's making like yes say that one please (laughs) more interesting answer please is it normalizing sex toys (laughs) (laughs) I mean that's now on my agenda for sure I'm already doing it um I'm not it's not there's not no and (laughs) it's not in now but um so (laughs) that'd be really normalizing it wouldn't it I don't even know. So <laughs> I've got one in You're right now. You're sitting very well in that case. Can you teach me how? <laughs> um, I um, I can't think of anything. Like I like writing, so I try to be probably some kind of uh, journalist. Uh, that was what I would attempt to do because I enjoy it. Cool, Lucy. What job would I do if you could do if any job? There's 
I think like most of us, there's probably nothing I want to do more than I'm than what I'm doing. I suppose I like to have done it in the some kind of journalistic heyday, like and in New York at the peak New Yorker time, you know that kind of thing. But other than that, no, I I, I would have been a teacher. I had it all, you know. That's what I thought I was going to be. Even though you became, became a lawyer, a lawyer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just because I had. I felt like I had one more set of exams in me, and um, <laughs> I did. I did not. No. Shazia. Um, well, well, I was a teacher, and I, I wouldn't go back to that. Well, they wouldn't have me back, but um, <laughs> I wouldn't go back to that. But I, I think I'd like to do something like being a be a fisherman, a fisherwoman, uh, because I swim every day. I love I love swimming. I swim in really cold water every morning, and I learned to fish recently, and I really really liked it. Um, and so I think I'd like to do something like that in the water, deep sea diving or fishing, or you know, just being in the sea. All day, every day. Nice. I like that. It's nice. Connie? Um, I think I'd like to sort of <laughs> invent things. I know that sounds a bit weird. But I, I'd like the idea of, like, you know, inventing things and seeing, like, how to... You know, Ikea, right? Sorry, am I allowed to say Ikea? Yeah, I can. Or oh, furniture store. You know the Swedish <laughs> furnishing store that sells furniture with the we blue and yellow? We are not the BBC. Yeah, oh, yeah, I see it's so ingrained in me. I said low honey so many times. <laughs> you can see Ikea. Rachel's just um, sliding about on a chair. Um, <laughs> I actually looked to check there. I got... <laughs> Go on, own up, Rachel. <laughs> no, okay. Um, they like employ people to make things. I don't know. So, a, I don't know. A potato peeler can multitask and do something good at the same time. I'd like to be able to invent invent things that like multitask or make things a little bit easier. And often I think of, oh, that would be a good invention. And you're going to ask me for one now, so I can't think of one at the moment. And you haven't got enough time anyway. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I'd like to be an inventor, basically. Or Mickey, science, what would you be? Um, I'd be an official tiger tickler. Is that is that a job? Sure, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Do they like being tickled? For the purposes of this, yes. <laughs> mm, if if you're it. qualified. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It's not, it's not for I beginners. Mean, I do the exams. Yeah. I get Lucy oh, to walk me through it. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine the revision would be quite dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Hey, danger's my mid No, Sarah, what about you? <laughs> um, I would maybe... I always wanted to be a veterinary nurse because I love animals. And then I did a work experience at a veterinary hospital where I had to sort of sit in up on operations. Turns out I don't have a very strong stomach. <laughs> and they just made me label bottles for four days, <laughs> which I'm great at. So maybe I'd be a bottle labeler. <laughs> um, no, I'd like to be, I wanted to be a veterinary nurse and I wrote to Jim will fix it, asking to be a veterinary nurse for a day. And I didn't get a reply, which to be honest, these days is probably good, isn't it? <laughs> thing about getting older Lucy I'm going to start with you I don't yeah. know how old any of us are by the way are we all sort of 30s 40s <coughs> yeah okay yeah. Lucy what's the best thing about getting older do you think I give even less of a shit than I ever did and it's just, <laughs> just every, it's just I've every year I get more liberated and I care less about people and I just and I you know I didn't start from a high base or anything it's just <laughs> low base um yeah, I couldn't give a shit about anything now. I really. <laughs> Trump, Brexit, oh, fucking bring it. I don't, you know. <laughs> I feel like I've passed through, the last couple of years have actually pushed me through some kind of looking glass and I'm like, 
go to hell. I just, it, you're on your own. I've done my bit. Fuck off. I'm going to read, drink, and be alone. <laughs> and, and balance on I'm your done. coccyx. <laughs> yeah. This is going to heal one day, maybe. But other than that, I've, real, I've really no interest in anything. It's fine. <laughs> I feel free. I wish it all for you as well. <laughs> Connie, what do you like about yeah. getting older? She's bang on. It's so liberating when you get older and you don't care about all the things you get. Like, oh, in your 20s or whatever, like, oh, uh, you should listen to this musical of fashion and all that. It's all bullshit, isn't it? It's, like, nice to just think you can just not worry about any of that stuff and you're sort of more confident in who you are and what you are and yeah you're absolutely right so Thank not you. caring about everything and it's nice to be dead inside is what we're saying <laughs> <laughs> it is life goals <laughs> shazia well i'm still in my 20s so <laughs> i don't know what the fuck you're talking about sarah <laughs> I feel really sorry for you, fat old women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing very well by myself. It's great being 21, you know. <laughs> very young teacher, weren't you? No wonder they. Were you actually a child? Oh yeah, at the school? start young, start young. <laughs> no. The thing is, um, when you're in your 20s, you have to do stuff like, um, you know, you have to shave, and. <laughs> You, you know, you have to take care of yourself, your appearance, get your roots done. Now you can just let it all go. I just let it all go. It's all grown out now. And I, I, I do were it you, once a year. Were you getting your roots done there? Uh, no, I do it once a year, let it grow. Uh, nobody cares, nobody sees it, nobody's going there. And, um, it's covered in mayonnaise. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr just, Hellman's doesn't mind. You know, I, can't, I can't understand these young girls going to have Brazilians and all that and once summer. I'm like, just let it go. Let's, you, at our age, we can let it go because no one's going to go there. Plus I we just, need the warmth, don't well, we? Well, people are still... I was going to say... People are still going there. Person is still going there. I just try to keep it all in my knickers. I think that's fair yeah. enough. I think, I think that's... John, how yeah. big are your knickers? <laughs> They're fucking huge. <laughs> they do go right up to my waist. I, I, went, well, I went for one the other day. I mean, they have all these weird names at Hollywood. I had the Gaza Strip. <laughs> I said, what's that? They rip everything off, you know. Oh, I know. No. It's like organ donation. It's terrible. <laughs> Better for cleaning up the mayonnaise, though. <laughs> I think life's much easier as you get older. You don't have to do that kind of maintenance, mm. uh, you know, and just... I don't know. I started swimming again recently for the first time in you know, seven years, and um, I, got out, I got out of the pool and I was like, fucking hell, it's Mr Tumnus the fawn. <laughs> Better yet. <laughs> you know, this is beyond a joke. I will go and get... So I got myself um, uh, in, into the, the, the place... You know, she took one look and she went, stoke the fires. You know? <laughs> I go swimming in this ladies' pond and they don't give a shit. They just let it all, all hang out. Oh, and, I'm not doing it again, they, that's they, it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I mean, Mr Thomas is going swimming. Yeah. It, frightens, <laughs> it frightens the kids and old people, but who gives a shit? Where's this ladies' pond? Yeah, Hampstead ladies' pond. Oh. Yeah, oh, it's, all, it's women only. There's Ooh. a sign on the gate that says no men allowed. I mean, they, they really don't want men. They don't like men. Um, and um, women, women go in there and you can just swim and it's, it's free in the, in the pond and it's great. Sounds so, lovely. Yeah, it's nice. Rachel, you're quite young, aren't you? How old are you? What was the question again? How, uh, how, I've uh, forgotten. <laughs> 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 how old what are you? 
<laughs> what do you like about getting older? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, my phenomenal memory. Um, You're quite young, aren't you? Yeah. Well, How yeah, you? I'm 33. Oh, not that younger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I like, and in the awareness that you know, hopefully this will increase as well as I get older, but is, um, even in the last few years, this is a bit of a serious answer, but like knowing yourself mm. better than in my 20s. Um, and over the years, like things like what happens to your body, like um, when you'll put weight on, when you'll have cramps, when your <laughs> why your hair is growing, as we've established so much further down. Um, <laughs> than ever expected and on your neck and chin and um <laughs> and so hard so hard sometimes those little hairs anyway and but also like on a on a sort of like mental health level as well like it was only about sort of four years ago I first got like really down for the first time in my life so that first time I was I was really worried it merited an Edinburgh show because <laughs> it was the first time and I was like worried about it very worried and I was like oh I'll never recover I'll never be like happy again and whatever but then you you do you know you do get happier and then you get sad again then you get happy again and so for me like the last few years has been a learning curve of knowing that oh that's 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 who I am so I'll 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 be more or less I'll go up and down but it it will come it will come around it will go in circles mm. and for me that's that's a huge um relief I suppose and they only get that with age you only get that with age it's yeah. no other way of learning that. yeah that's exactly great. yeah thank you Mickey? Um, I now earn enough to be able to afford the really nice hummus. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty good. What's the really nice hummus? I think it's got like little chickpeas in the bottom. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a spicy one. Does that just not sound like it's not being done properly? <laughs> yeah. um, I'm, not, I'm quite new to hummus. <laughs> does is it, it the one with come up nuts on the top? Yes. Yes, and a little bit of olive oil. A bit of olive oil. Do you know oh. you can get dessert hummus now? What? Oh. Yeah. They've chocolate got caramelised Yeah, caramel well. and, and chocolate brownie kind of. Chocolate oh, brownie hummus? No, 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 no. I've given up. I've told you. Oh, God. But Clearly, capitalism's gone too far and it should all stop now. <laughs> that is literally the third time you've said that today. Yeah, well. but only once on stage. <laughs> this you know, time. I am, you know. This time. <laughs> Sarah, what about you? Jeremy Corbyn doesn't go far enough. <laughs> I think a kind of a combination of what a lot of you have said, especially when Connie was saying about sort of, I suppose, kind of accepting who I am, but also not being ashamed if I like things that aren't cool. I've never, ever been cool. I've never tried to be cool. If I tried, it would have fucking backfired. But when I used to drive with, oh, like Wham or something on the radio, radio, iPod, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I got like it just came on when I was listening to the best of Wham. Um, <laughs> When I pulled up to, if I had the window down and pulled up to traffic lights, I'd turn it down really quickly because I thought, oh God, oh God. Where now, I just leave it the same volume. But also I found the way like on something like Spotify or if I'm trying to find like music that I might like, I used to have to type in like pop and that would have found it. And now I type in pop and it brings up things I don't know because I've sort of actively decided to not listen to any new music because it's not as good as the old stuff. <laughs> But now I have to type in, like, throwback or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I find my music now. Or, like, the vault or something. Something that implies... implies retro. Is, yeah, retro, <laughs> vintage, anything that implies that it's fucking old. <laughs> and I'm happy with that, I think. Yeah, and um, I think, you know what? It's true music and... 
I just don't mind going around looking just totally daggy. Like, I couldn't give a shit about fashion. No, always... Connie, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, we never guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, we could have made a bit of an effort. <laughs> Well, maybe I'm she didn't of it. Maybe she I didn't find any shoes on the fucking way here. Yeah. Well, you didn't know that till I told you, did you? <laughs> called recycling. <laughs> it's called theft. <laughs> Which fictional character, a, a female character, would, would you most identify with? I'm going to start with Lucy because books are very close to your heart. Oh, you bastard. Um. I knew she'd love it. <laughs> Is it Mr. Tumnus? <laughs> <laughs> In Poonania. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have you been uh, thinking of that since she mentioned it before? So. Well, you try and find talking? a way of getting it out. <laughs> That's so annoying because I went straight for the beavers and, the, and it didn't. It wasn't going anywhere. It was too on the nose. Oh no! Wait, let's stop. Um, I got nothing, and I don't care. <laughs> Shazia, um, I think Cagney and Lacey. Oh, Both yeah. of them. <laughs> because when I was growing up, there was never anybody that looked like me on TV. I mean, the closest thing to me was Trevor MacDonald. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> uh, no, it's true. My dad used to go, hurry up, hurry up, get downstairs. Trevor is on the TV. <laughs> Trevor MacDonald was the closest thing to a nation woman at the time. <laughs> he was a black man. <laughs> and, and there was never anybody that looked like me on TV. And I used to see Cagney and Lacey, and I just used to think, God, these two strong women running around solving crime. There was never anybody like them on TV. I didn't, I didn't know if they were lesbians or not till, like, till years later when people would make jokes about them and go, oh, you know, they, they look like a couple of lesbians. But I just saw them as two strong women going around solving crime and just... There was nobody else like them on TV, and I just thought they were great and I wanted to be like them. Nice. Connie? I had that same experience, not with Trevor McDonald. Do you remember Mind Your Language? Yeah. You probably might not. It's a very yeah. long time ago. But basically, it's about this English school, and they had all these ethnic minorities. It's so un-PC. But my parents are so proud of it when the Asian one was on, talking like this, you know, and really stuff that wouldn't be acceptable now. But whenever there was any brown face on the telly, I've gone off on a tangent again, but anyway, I'll come to my answer in a bit. Everyone would have to get around the telly and, you know, watch, because they were proud, another brown face on the telly. But anyway, um, and that's going back years, because I... Please keep going, because I need time to think. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, my brain is going through all of the figures. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 okay. I can make this long if you're... No, not really. Um, I think probably, but maybe Bridget Jones, because my mouth, as you might have noticed, sort of often goes off before my brain, and I'm always sort of in these situations that I don't know how... I got there and I sort of bluffed or blagged and suddenly like I'm doing something where I'm so out of my depth and I just have to sort of do it and get on with it and blag and bluff it out and I always feel that I'm sort of in situations like how did this happen 
how am I a Blue Peter presenter? How am I on TV? Like my whole life I've gone through like, oh my gosh, what? how am I with these people here now doing this? And I'm just, you know, all the time. That, that's, so I sort of feel a bit Bridget Jonesy because it's like, I, I sort of feel like I'm the biggest fraud in the world as well. But anyway, so yeah, sorry. Uh, do you need more time? I've got more in me. You could do that, but I'm just going to have to get home, I think. Uh, I've been just going through my head. Uh, Lizzie Bennett, Candice Everdeen, uh, all of them. <laughs> that would be boastful. Um, uh, 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 the um, the only thing I can think of, and it's really cliche because I do a Jane Austen show, oh, so you don't want to always talk about Jane Austen characters. But I do, I do think I think Lizzie Bennet, like I love Lizzie Bennet as a character, and um, I do sort of identify with a lot of the like Austen heroines. Um, uh, because as they all were in the age, like I do, sometimes feel a bit like restricted by um, manners and um, a sort of um, natural quietness to a certain extent. But actually, like with the Austin heroines and sort of like figures like Jane Eyre and things like that, that are actually there's, you know, wanting to kind of like break out a little bit, but trying to be polite at the same time. Um, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Lizzie Bennett. It's a bit of a cliche, and related to Bridget Jones, though. So that's nice. Oh, Mickey, um, George from the Famous Five books, because like she was off having adventures. She had a cool dog and was stuck in the kitchen making fucking sandwiches. <laughs> no thanks. Um, sort of was a bit of a tomboy when I was little, mm-hmm. and she made it seem like it didn't really matter. Just go off where you dungarees, do what you want to do. Nice. Um, I've said mine before as well, but um, Wonder Woman, um, because (laughs) (laughs) um, because uh, she wore glasses, too. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although she did give me a false idea of what happened when I took mine off (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and spun a lot because I just got dizzy and then was sick Um, and then put my glasses back on (laughs) so I could clean up. And the spanks Um, over the tights. Oh the, yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! Sometimes yeah, I wear yeah. spanks over my tights, so I feel a little bit Wonder Woman. Um, <laughs> but that's just asking for thrush. Um, Do you think she found her golden boots on the street? <laughs> <laughs> now we've got time for uh, just to, to uh, quickly go through if anybody has anything to plug. Now you've just finished your tour. Yes, I have, but I've got more on sale. Yeah. Uh, it, the tour is called It's Fun to Pretend, and there's dates on sale all through the autumn and next year. So, And what uh, is your website? Uh, RachelParis.com. Awesome, thank you. Lucy? Uh, I've got a new book out uh, called Bookworm, a memoir of childhood reading, uh, which is about me and my family and my books. Thanks. Shazia? I'm on tour and um, till July. And um, my website is shazia-merza.com. Thanks. Connie? Uh, when you've listened to every episode of Standard Issue and you're looking for another podcast, because there aren't enough already, uh, the Penguin podcast is a good one to listen to. And I'm on it. Oh, bless her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm staying loyal to the brand that I'm with at the minute. Oh, we're not. <laughs> you just weirded out the definition of loyalty there. <laughs> Uh, I am currently on tour until uh, the middle of December and my book comes out in paperback at the end of May, uh, should you not have wanted to lump hard back around um, and thought, I'll wait till that's a bit lighter and then I'll dive into all the swears and fanny chat. Um, that should have been the title, I've realised. It's too late. It's too late, everybody. Uh, 
Um, but instead, it's called How to Be Champion. Oh, sorry, I'm not yeah. very good. <laughs> <laughs> and it's excellent. And Standard Issue, thank you very much for coming along to the gig. We put these out as gig casts, but we also do a podcast every Wednesday. And it's full of amazing women. And we champion women's voices and women's rights. And just, yeah. Have a listen. You can find us on ACAST and iTunes. And thank you so much for coming. You've been such a glorious audience. I'm so glad that you came. I hope you've had a, a lovely time. And please join me in thanking our incredible lineup of Connie Hook, Shazia Mirza, Lucy Mangan, Rachel Paris, Mickey Noonan, and I've been Sarah Milligan. Thank you very much. Good night. You've been listening to Standard Issue in Conversation with Sarah Milliken, Connie Hook, Shazia Mirza, Rachel Paris, Lucy Mangan, and me, Mickey Noonan. Recorded live at London's Leicester Square Theatre. Theme music and stings were composed and recorded by Barry Hilton, all rights reserved. Thanks to Connor and Maddie for all tech things, to Jen for organising the event, to all at Leicester Square Theatre, and to Connie, Shazia, Rachel and Lucy. All of our podcasts are available on iTunes and Acast. Thanks for listening. Stay frosty.